Attention homos and homettes, the train to the Rainbow Rewatch is officially leaving the station. Please keep your hands, feet, flip phones, and webkins inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not gay, now you are. Congratulations. Get ready in five, four, <laughs> did I scare you? Good. My name is Liliana. And my name is Daniel. And today on Rainbow Rewatch, we will be re-examining Freaky Friday and ask the question, was this movie actually any good? Messy. It was messy. Messy. Um, it was good. It was good. We'll get. It was good. We'll get. <laughs> no, I, I actually really like this movie. It's mm-hmm. fun. It's flirty. It's got romance. It's got mothers it's got fortune cookies yeah it's, it's got, got everything you want Oedipus complex it's got an Oedipus complex real bad mm-hmm. oh my god mommy issues mm-hmm. talk about it um it's a good movie though i feel like this is one of those movies that everyone has seen at mm-hmm. some point in their life um it's not one that i feel like it's not i don't hear people talking about it all the time yeah um although i did just see a tweet which was so weird amazon prime tweeted out and it was sponsored that's why i saw it on my timeline I don't follow Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Um, They tweet out like, now this was an era. And it was a picture of Lindsay Lohan in Mean Girls, Freaky Friday, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, and and Herbie Fully Loaded. Herbie Fully Loaded, Loaded, which is also a sickening movie. I love that movie. Um, Which, you know what? Lindsay Lohan did low-key rule the early 2000s yeah she's also ruling our podcast she is we've done her like a couple times well freaky freaky friday's this one parent trap um mean girls yeah and then i definitely want to do herbie fully loaded oh we have to mm-hmm. herbie was kind of cute yeah oh my god <laughs> i kind of want to i kind of want to kind of want to sex with herbie mash that turbulator i don't know yeah. what car terms are um <laughs> But every time I see a buggy, I think of Herbie Fully Loaded, hands down. But Lizzie Lohan did it. Yeah, speaking of buggies, I haven't seen a buggy in a very long time. Because normally, like, it's like Punch Buggy or whatever. Punch Buggy. But I feel like I haven't seen a buggy in forever. No, me neither. I think I've maybe seen one. But, like, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I used to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this one person. I can't remember who. They put, like, eyelashes. Eyelashes. Did they go to our school? We we mentioned her one time on our podcast very subtly. Did we? And I used alliteration. Barley Band. <laughs> <laughs> that was her car? I'm pretty sure. What? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I believe it. If anyone were to have a ladybug car with fucking eyelashes on the headlights, it'd be her. Yeah. That's cute, though. I'm obsessed. Um, do you, do you have a name for your car? People ask me all the time if I name my car. Well, I don't have, like, a car to myself. Oh. Um, because, like, we have six people and we have five cars. Right, So, like, right. I'm the only one without a car. Um, That's sort of sexist, don't you think? It's sort of transphobic. <laughs> um, but if I did have a car, I feel like I'd name her, like, Bertha. Bertha. She's, like, big. Yeah, big Bertha. Does your car have a name? See, I used to drive a car, and then now my brother has that car, um... I called her, I like really like normal names like Susan. I think I named her Susan. I just mm-hmm. like the idea of a car having like a very normal sort of white middle-aged woman name. A people name. Um a people name. But now that car's name is Rhonda the Honda, which oh, is wow. a better name. That's kind of sexy. It's a better. Oh, it is Rhonda? Mhm. Oh, Rhonda? I know Rhonda. She gets around. Rhonda, she, you know, she does some stuff. Um but my current car doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll help me come up with a clever name. Yeah. I, I'm not clever like that. 
Heidi in closet. Heidi in closet. Um, Bianca Del Rio. I mm-hmm. think that's when I just it just came to me that name. Bianca Del Ford. <laughs> what uh, make is your car? It's a Subaru Impreza. Mm. Maybe like Prezi, <laughs> which is like that PowerPoint thing, Prezi yeah. or whatever. Oh Pretzel, Wetzel's Pretzel Impreza. I don't know. It's not important. I also don't like cars at all. Yeah. Um. But Freaky Friday had cars in it. They did drive cars. They drove cars. She. She. You know what? She was getting her permit. True. She was getting her permit. I think a central drive. theme of this movie: cars. cars. We should do cars. We absolutely should do cars. We talked already about your Lightning McQueen phase. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we should do cars. My obsession. Um, your obsession with Lightning McQueen. But I really do love um this movie. And there wasn't, like, a lot of queerness in it. I think there, there – listen, there's queerness in everything. Yeah. Um, but not, like, super, like, super, super queer undertones here. Um, but, like, enough. Enough yeah. to talk about. I'd say queer Jason. Queer Jason. Queer – like, we're f- queer friends, mm-hmm. but not queer, like, besties. Mm-hmm. Um, but – even though this movie doesn't have a lot of like very explicit queer things, it's still worth dissecting and talking about. Um, and I'm just going to draw attention to uh, some comments that we've received on our TikTok. There have been loads of people, and when I say loads, I mean I think literally four people, who have said on our TikTok at Rainbow Rewatch that they think that what we're doing is a waste of time um, because rather than combing through old media – and and finding queer elements and sort of projecting queerness onto it, we should be pushing for actual representation in new media and or analyzing new media that has actual queerness rather than like, you know, those sort of like queer undertones as we just said. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say just because we're talking about old movies that aren't explicitly queer doesn't mean we're not pushing for actual representation. I feel like if anything, it's the opposite. We're mm-hmm. showing why representation is important and also how everything is queer and everything can be queer and when we're reclaiming the media that was so important to us growing up i don't know i just have issues with that people are like how dare you say that lee shang from mulan is bi how dare you Um, and like the people who are saying how dare you take away his bi-ness oh my god everyone's upset yeah um which is exactly what we want we want to get people riled up (laughs) but like i think what we're doing is like perfectly fine also like how can we push for new media on a uh, queer representation new media on a podcast right like we chose to talk about movies from our childhood because it were important to us as people um we're not like I don't know. We're we're just two people with opinions who like movies and happen to be queer and want to talk about it. Um, that doesn't mean we're not striving for actual representation. Because, yes, I would argue that actual representation where someone's like, I'm queer in a movie, that is, that is what we need. That's what we want. That's why shows like Pose are so important because it's doing that work. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because that is perhaps more important than looking at old media that's not explicitly queer doesn't mean it isn't important in and of itself um, because it's allowing us to sort of like re-examine how we came to terms with ourselves and who we are. Um, and on our social media, I mean, it's a safe space for people to like share opinions and point of views. And like, they thought he was like Shang. Everyone's like, he's Demi, he's Pan, he's Bi, he's straight, he's ace. I'm like, great. That's even though I might not agree with all of those opinions, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it's your opinion mm-hmm. and I'm going to have my opinion and we're all just going to queer the media. And I think that's, 
important. I don't know why people are so butthurt about it. Yeah, he uh, he also doesn't exist. <laughs> Let's be clear. He's not real. Yeah. So there's no need to be upset. <laughs> he's not a real human being. He's uh, he's in fact fake. He... Wait, wait? Wait, wait, wait? That's so weird because I actually have Shang in the studio with us today. Uh, uh. Proving you wrong. Lee Shang, to the mic. <laughs> um, hello? <laughs> Is Ping here? Ping. I don't know. I'm trying to say something that he says, but I, we watched that movie long ago now. My memory yeah. has has thrown it away. Yeah. Um, would you like to read a synopsis of The Freaky Friday? I would be absolutely elated. Um, <laughs> a single mother, Tess Coleman, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and her teenage daughter, Anna, played by Lindsay Lohan, couldn't be more different. And it is driving them both insane. <laughs> After... After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, which we will definitely unpack. Oh, we have thoughts on that point. Um, the two wake up the next day to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Boing, 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 boing. How zany. <laughs> Unable to switch back, they're forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. In the process, they develop a new sense of respect and understanding for one another. That's so cute. Oh, my God. It's like when me and Dan switched bodies. Yeah, yesterday. Oh, my God. That was, was crazy. so cute. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, And I did try to court your boyfriend. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't resist. He was all over me as you. Oh, my God. Mmm. Yum. Now, and now we share him. Uh, But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Freaky Friday, I feel like this concept... Of switching bodies and and sort of like being someone else is one that's that's been in our society for a while. I'm thinking of like the Prince and the Pauper, like that yeah. story about like two people who look the same. Like, sw- I guess that's more Parent Trap. Yeah, and also not literally switching bodies. I guess like um, like a lot of old Shakespeare with all the twins and everything, <gasps> and all, that's like very much switching lives. Like Midsummer's Night Dream, they mm-hmm. like all they don't all switch. They're all still themselves, but they switch who they fall in love with. They're yeah. all suddenly in love with someone else. That's sort of the same. Very that. Very that. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's a very old theme. And just like transcending from one class, from one point of view to another is also a very old old theme. Oh, absolutely. And it brings me to fun fact number one, mm-hmm. which that there are actually multiple versions of Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. There's a no- novel from 1972, a film from 1976, the 2003 movie, a straight-to-TV version from 1995, and a recent movie musical from 2018. And there is also a horror movie called Freaky, where a serial killer and a college student switch bodies. Which, now that I'm reading that, I think I heard about that. That movie? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, never... I didn't watch it. I heard it was good. I I believe it. Yeah. I don't understand. Is it a horror movie that they switch bodies, or... It's, like, so, like, the serial killer kills people as the college student. And then the girl is just a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. And she's just trapped in a serial killer's body. So I guess like... Who's this random man? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I guess like there is a li- I think all the other versions, it was two women switching. And then here is sort of like a trans moment. Oh. Um, a transgender and trans age moment. <laughs> a transnational experience. Transatlantic <laughs> Airlines. Transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, no, very interesting. <laughs> Screaming. Um, <laughs> but I guess there's a lot of versions of this movie. Yeah. Um, and I make, like, I did know that there was that one from the 70s. I didn't know it was based off of a novel, though. Yeah, and um, also 
four years after the book came out, they made a movie. Very, That's like kind of quick. It's very Harry Potter. True. I don't even know Harry Potter was that quick. Um, but it's very that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess people really... Who came up with this idea? Like, who was like, yeah, you know it would be really smart? If the mother and the daughter somehow switched bodies. That'll learn them. <laughs> that'll, that'll learn them. Yeah, do you know the expression? No. I was just like, I'll, I'll learn you. I'll learn you good. I've, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you're learning. But like, it's kind of weird. I've never heard that before. I mm-hmm. thought it was like, you'll show them. I'll oh, show them. That'll show them. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. You and your expressions. Oh my God, I'm just so quirky. you quirky girl. Yeah. Okay, so from fact number two, Jodie Foster and Sigourney Weaver, who I love. Oh, who's sickening? Um, were both asked to play Tess, and the studio officially casted Annette Benning as Tess. Um, who's the mother character. Oh. And then Jamie Lee Curtis only had eight days to prepare for the role of Tess after Annette Benning dropped out. Eight days? Yeah. To prepare for a fucking movie? To prepare for what is essentially two roles. T. Because you're playing Tess and then you're essentially playing Anna. Yeah. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis, for only having eight days, she should like... They should create a whole new category award for her. Like, it's not the Oscars, not the Golden Globe. It's like the Jamies. Mm -hmm. Because how fucking impressive is that? I love her. She's so funny. She's so good. Um, And we see her all the time in those commercials. Oh, in the Truvada commercials? The Truvada commercials. The Truvada for prep commercials? (laughs) They're Activia. (laughs) Um, The words just sound so similar. And like Truvada... Tell me that doesn't sound like a yogurt brand. It's it does. It also sounds like like a sparkling cider or like um, um seltzer a thing. laxative. <laughs> Wait, there is there is a sparkling cider that starts with true. A truly, 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 right? A truvada, truvada. I drink that with prep. <laughs> with prep. <laughs> um, no, not in HIV, but in mm-hmm. an HIV yogurt. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean there are bacteria cultures in yogurt. That's true. Yeah. Um. I just can't believe. I can't believe that they're just finally making a vaccine. Yeah, which is very impressive. But I do feel like, um, this is the conspiracy theorist in me, I do feel like they've been sitting on this information for a minute. I agree. I agree. And I think the same with cancer. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how... I just slammed the mic. I'm so upset. How have we not cured cancer yet? It does not make sense. We have Mm -hmm. fucking iPhones. Also, like, every single charity ever... They're all doing it. They're all doing it. There's enough money. I don't okay. Watch understand. us get like assassinated or something. <laughs> yeah, the government's this. like, do not expose. It's They're like um, it's an episode of Family Guy, I think, mm-hmm. where Lois's dad, who's like that rich, really rich guy, uh-huh. he invent, he has a cancer vaccine, and like, and like Peter is trying to like get it, but he's like, no, it's gonna make me a lot of money. But that's like literally, that's truth like there would be a cancer vaccine and they would not release it because they would want to make the most profit out of it um which is crazy it has to be the same thing with aids it's like how and thank god like they're using the the sort of science they use with the covid vaccine to cure that Mm -hmm. um because it seems like it should be curable everything literally everything else is curable Mm -hmm. oh not that's not true (laughs) yeah that's not true yeah (laughs) Being queer, mm-hmm. being Jewish, oh not curable. <laughs> the lizard skin is popping out down. Okay, but what's so funny to me is that isn't there a senator or representative or something that believes that there's a Jewish space laser? 
you think he would have used it Space by now. laser? Have you heard about this? No. There's a, like, elected official. This is woman. She's, like, blonde, and she's insane. She's, is it Marjorie Green? I don't know. I think it's someone less. I think it's someone more minor than her. Okay. Um, But it could be. Um, And she literally was like, there is a Jewish space laser. It's a satellite, and they can use it whenever they want. You think they would have used it? They think they would have used it. Like, Like, what's, first of all, where's the proof? Yeah. There has to be, there has to be proof. Everyone tries to say that they have proof. Who, who are they claiming was shot down by the Jewish space laser? Um, me. (laughs) Donald Trump was space lasered out of the White House. (laughs) It was not, he was not elected out it was a space laser we have you heard this theory that turfs have about why trans uh, charities have so much money and stuff the space laser they think like you've heard about like the international like jewelry right oh like the the, the jewish um political and economic elite who rule the world yeah so yeah they, which i'm a part of yeah, obviously <laughs> um which i'm converting to yeah yeah um marrying in marrying in <laughs> Um, when Dan and I get married. Exactly. Um, so they believe that this, like, like a, a good, this lady who goes, has been on Fox News, has been on, like, all these news stations, comes on and ex- expresses this belief that, like, she thinks that, like, trans people are such a minority. There's no way that they should be getting all this attention. They should be having all this legislation. Okay. They should be getting all this money. They think she's right about the first two. True. Not the third one. <laughs> Give them all the money. She, uh, so she's saying that, um, that like the international jewelry, which like obviously does not exist, is funding, um, like is funding bottom surgery, is funding like medical school things that teach you how to but like. What would the, why would the Jews, what what where's the venn diagram with jews and trans people like i don't get why she conflated the two um it literally doesn't make sense no i think because people just love tacking on jewish people to every single conspiracy theory because they think it makes it sound more believable and it (laughs) the thing is anti-semitism is real and it's weird because like i don't feel like it's real i haven't faced a lot of anti-semitism myself and especially when i i went to a very like sort of liberal school and you're made aware of just how much other marginalized people are marginalized and how mm-hmm. much violence they face so i it felt as a jew like well i'm white so i can't complain and i do think that there is a very different treatment of white jews and say like people of color um but there is a lot of anti-semitism like people are very anti-Semitic. And I think half of it is like people jumping on the Nazi thing because it's like trendy and fun and who doesn't love like uh, spray painting swastikas on things. Mm-hmm. But secondly, like people are very, still very anti-Jewish um, and it's because of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like people genuinely believe that. And I'm sorry, if there was a national political, social, economic Jewish elite, I would know mm-hmm. and I would be there. Yeah, And I'm also- telling you there's not, which of course people would say, that's what I, of course, I would say as a part of the elite. <laughs> if there was one, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. We no. would have no idea. Exactly. At least I would have no idea. Exactly. If it was actually a secret society, it would be, wait for it, secret. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like, literally. We would not know. It's just people's wildest imaginations. Um, but it's very real. And even though it's ridiculous, like, it does, people really believe that Jews are in charge of everything and they're just, like, faking it. Then why are they oppressed? Well, I, why was there the Holocaust? Yeah. Mm. The Holocaust mm. got it right. They got rid of those. Please. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> I'm giving you permission oh. to laugh about that. <laughs> oh my god. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I just um I love this conversation. Nothing to do with Freaky Friday. Yeah. Maybe Lindsay Lohan's Jewish. We yeah. Ask her. Fun fact number three about Freaky Friday, if you forgot. Lindsay Lohan's <laughs> character Anna was originally going to be goth instead of punk. But on the first day of production, Lindsay dressed grunge or for the audition and so the character's aesthetic changed Lindsay even did her own nails for the entirety of the movie which makes sense i guess her nails did look kind of crusty in the movie mm-hmm. just crusty impressive. westy crusty westy nailsy wellsy oh yummy 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 um yummy. painting her nails is hard like yeah. i've only done it once like on me mm-hmm. which it's hard my mom paints her nails like every week I-, I don't know how people do it um i've only gotten them done i like can't do them myself and, like, when I do do them myself, even, like, my guy friends, uh, when I, like, lived with a bunch of dudes, they saw me doing my nails one time. And what I did was I, like, very, very sloppily did it just so I would have full coverage. And I took nail polish remover and I just cleaned up the edges. That's smart. Which is, like, yeah, it worked. But at the same time, what an extra step. Messy Wessie. Messy Wessie. Mm. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Whoopsie, whoopsie. <laughs> am I holy wooly? <laughs> Holy woolly. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, I can't believe I would not have done that. If my nails look shitty in a movie that I think was in theaters. This mm-hmm. was movie was in yeah, theaters, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely not. But good for her. And I yeah. love it. They, they went from goth to punk. I think punk, it's better. Goth is sort of like... It's like every time they try to make goth happen on Drag Race or like have a have a drag queen do goth, it's never good. It's never mm-hmm. funny. It's not interesting. Like Aiden Zane got sent home on the goth challenge, I yeah. think. Veronica and, Green and yeah. Sister Sister in the UK. Yeah. Um, it's just like goth. I mean, if you're goth, go off, pop off. But it's not very like – it's not immediately eye-catching in the way that Hollywood demands. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like – it's purposefully like low-key. And um, sort of like down. And it's not very relatable. Yeah. And punk is like angsty. It like fits that teenage vibe better. Mm-hmm. I guess goth is kind of angsty. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm the opposite of an expert on goth. Goth is also very intense. I feel exactly. like goth makeup. And like it would have made sense more with the juxtaposition. I feel like a goth Jamie Lee Curtis would have been funny. That would have been funny. But like I think if we're talking... Like a realistic story. If we're I, talking holy woolly. Holy woolly. <laughs> um, I like the guns better. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we're going to talk more about that, but let's first take a quickie little breaky. Um, didn't you love that product? <laughs> <laughs> is I, that shady of me to say? No, I love it because okay. it sometimes is a product. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I've listened back to some of the episodes. Sometimes there's an advertisement. Sometimes there's just not. And it's like three <laughs> seconds of silence. Yo, I noticed that one time and I was like, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's what else are we going to do? But we're literally just sitting here for three seconds of silence and then yeah. starting back up. Um, but grunge, I mm-hmm. think that's a great gateway into this conversation. Oh, yeah. You wanted to talk about because there is um, obviously Anna, who's played by Lindsay Lohan, is punk. She like is in a rock band. She wears black eyeliner she like has streaks in her hair she's very like punk aesthetic type of girl um and the whole like as you mentioned like the mom then dresses up in sort of punk and it's Mm -hmm. it's sort of like this this way for them to um age down jamie luke curtis and like emphasize the difference between the two characters Mm -hmm. um but i do think and you were saying that there is like 
um, a lot of queerness within the punk scene. If you'd like to explain, as you're literally wearing this this Thrasher oh, yeah. skateboarder. Here shirt. I was taking pictures with a baby earlier today in my Thrasher <laughs> shirt, and she was like grabbing onto it because I feel like <laughs> with it's blue like, flames. Um. So yeah, um, I was like sort of in the alt community more so in college than in like high school. You're coming out as alt. I I'm coming out as um Previously as goth alt. punk post grunge, post alt <laughs> as post alt 100. percent Um, and I feel like being in that community, like being with those people and like dressing the way I did, really helped me like to come out as trans. And I knew mm-hmm. a good amount of trans people in that sort of scene. But also, um, and, like, we call it, like, the DIY scene because, like, you do it yourself. Like, you put on the house shows yourself. You, like, make your outfit yourself. Dye your hair yourself. You dye your hair yourself. Piercings, tattoos. Totally, yeah. Like, stick and pokes and everything. And, like, you write the music yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, like, there would always be, like, these house shows. And funnily enough, um, the first house show I went to in college um two years later i ended up living at that house really yeah you could be in a in a college band but i don't see you singing or playing an instrument i just see you standing in the front and like swaying <laughs> <laughs> or like the tambourine like lip syncing yeah exactly. like a little stevie next moment just yes. <laughs> looking cute yeah um and i'm going on a date tomorrow with a guy in a band is he in a band? Yeah, he's a drummer. Oh my he's god. He's gonna drum this pussy. <laughs> With his fingernails all painted. I he better clean them first. Oh my he god. He better wash his Dirty hands. fingernails? Yeah. Turn off. Turn dirty off. in general is a turn off. Which I associate punk, oddly enough, with being dirty. I yeah, don't think I that's do true. Um, it's true. <laughs> um, it's true. Um Out them, out them. Yeah. Um, so they're both dirty of of cleanliness and dirty of mind. Um, so is being gay. True. Dirty of mind. So in like the all community, yes, it's like very queer, but also um, there's like rampant racism in the queer community. Um, but also I, in the, um, in the all community, but also in the, in queer, the queer community. community. <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> we, they don't can... correct ourselves. It's yeah, true. Yeah. But it's um, interesting because the, 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 where, where punk and queerness align is in the freedom of self-expression. Mm-hmm. I feel like, that's the whole thing about being queer is like you're sort of knocking down the societal walls that are put up around you and you're trying to be different and and you know you don't give a fuck what other people tell you you're supposed to do you're supposed to dress like you're supposed to act i feel like that's very similar to punk mm-hmm. um in that same respect like punk is all about like like vibing out dude but you know about like different forms of self-expression that's perhaps not normalized it's sort of like like fuck the man you know mm-hmm. what i mean like fuck the system um that ideology so like there is a lot of like intersection between the two mm-hmm. um and you were uh, i interrupted you but you oh. were gonna make a really good point about misogyny yeah and then like there's also misogyny and stuff um and just a lot of like um and there's also like rampant sexual assault in the diy mm. alt community um i wonder why i don't i think it's because like these nice guys quote unquote are sort of like making them seem like they're like femme and like different than the frat guys or they're like so purposefully bad boys Mm -hmm. that then they're like violent wait can i tell you a crazy story this is so please please my friend cammy was telling me a story that she was listening to on a podcast about this guy and his wife who the wife um, the husband had like a very violent rape kink. He like he oh. he's very into BDSM, but he gets the most off when someone doesn't consent. And the wife really just wanted to have a baby, and so she was done with the 
like they were married and she was done with this BDSM shit. She was like, I'm over. Um, and so she was like, you give me a baby. I will let you do whatever you want. What? So she got a baby and they were driving around this couple one day and this girl was hitchhiking and she got in the car and they were like, oh, we're um, it's you mind if we stop out at this cave on the way. And she was hitchhiking. And she was like, yeah, sure. So the baby and the, the mom got out and the husband guy came in and put like a crate on the woman's head and tortured her. And they brought them to her house and she lived inside of a wooden box for seven years and he would torture her. But they, the wife didn't allow the guy to have sex with her. She could only, but the, her former, she would be tortured. They would, um, they would make her watch them having sex. Um, I'm sorry, this is very graphic. I should have given a trigger warning for this. Um, it's it's very violent. Um, and and they the guy psychologically tortured her too. He told her that he was in this like satanic cult, and he had like her parents' house bugged, and like if she did anything, like the people that she loved would be killed. And so after seven years of being tortured like this of course she started to believe him just sitting in a box with like a wooden crate and handcuffed and stuff my mouth is a jar i know it's crazy and they like gradually gave her more and more freedom they would let her run they visited her parents with the guy came with the girl and they like allowed her to visit her parents but were they like where were you they were but they thought she joined like a sex cult or something but she like obviously they knew she disappeared for so many years um but they thought fi she finally got out because the wife was so tired and she said that she was being assaulted and obviously the wife was somewhat complicit in it but she went and reported to the police um and helped the girl escape um isn't that fucking crazy uh, isn't that crazy isn't that crazy that's seven insane years. it's very insane i don't know the name of any of these people so i, I but go look it up it's true um i just i i learned about this yesterday so that's why i'm like i brought it up when we we're talking about grunge and punk but like the the he was very into like the rape play of it all and i feel like there is this sort of energy that like i don't understand people who are who are interested in that like there is some intersection between bdsm and punk and i think they're different and obviously mm -hmm. being into rape and raping people and sexual assault is a different thing yeah. than bdsm and punk but there certainly is like a a, a place where all of those identities bless you bless you bless you Thank intersect you. Um, um, I don't even know how to bring us back from that. It's yeah. just so crazy. Well, there's... Uh, I knew a guy who was, like, into... I think we've talked about this before. Um, I knew a guy who was, like, into um, consensual non-consent. Right. So, like, basically what you were kind of saying, but, like... It's just consensual. so scary and, like, not fun and it can very quickly turn bad. You have to have... I would never. I don't. Tr I have trust issues. Mm -hmm. I, you have to be able to put your complete trust in someone. I would never be handcuffed. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, um Drove Game. We watched it together. Game. Did we watch it together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, so long ago. But she, she's handcuffed, and then he dies on yeah. top of her. He dies on top of her. And she's handcuffed there. Oh my god. That she didn't even have. She wasn't even his fault. He just died. But yeah. I would never allow someone to handcuff me. I'm I would at sorry. least be handcuffed somewhere where I can like get out right or like there's a key right there mm -hmm. but i wouldn't even trust i don't trust someone unless we're dating for so long where i like know you mm -hmm. um oh my god but people who are into that like even even consensual rate play is crazy someone messaged me on grinder the other day oh no i know grinder is a, a lawless land so i'm i'm preparing myself yeah for please this. brace yourself 
he said that he was into race play. And I said, race play. And I was very curious, immediate turnoff, not, not for me. He was, he was, he's like extreme sub. So was he white? No, he was Indian, I believe. Oh. He wanted me to verbally assault him and Mm. like use like race as like a power thing over him because I'm white. Um, and I, it was very interesting. I was just, I was asking questions about it because I was genuinely curious what that meant and what that meant for him. I do know some girls that like that. It's very interesting. I don't. That could not be me. That does not turn me on. I could not yeah, walk into that like room. Yeah, that's gross. I, could I not, mean, not to kink shame, but that's no, disgusting. I just. It's not disgusting if you feel that way. I just couldn't. I just couldn't do that and walk away with myself feeling good. Yeah. Um. But then it's like, how much of that is internalized? How much of that is kink? Like something that's a part of your identity, and how much is like mental illness? Not the race play, perhaps, as much as like the the rape play and being into like, yeah. raping people I, oh my god i've said rape so many times i'm so sorry everyone. <laughs> no it's i mean we're having a discussion it's we're real it's discussion. real um but back to the movie <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm sorry that was a wild <laughs> tangent we back should start a friday we should do a true crime true crime episode well, i would love to do a true crime episode yeah i mean weren't we saying we want to do wake up sheeple wake up sheeple we the sheeple we the we the sheeple we had this idea sound off if you think we should do this we had an idea of like every once in a while doing just like episodes where we talk about random shit i would every 10 episodes every i like that because we're we're reaching 10 soon yeah no we are i think we're we're at 10 very soon or probably by the time this episode's out we'll have we'll have gotten to 10 but um that shit's crazy um but there's definitely like the the punk grunge sort of aesthetic drives this movie to to just somehow bring us back to the movie yeah um it does drive this movie and the rock band thing do people still are people still in rock bands? Is that like a thing? I know in college there were, but yeah. in my college they were more like funk bands. Yeah, and my there were a lot of bands with like trumpet players and trombone players, and and it was not like rock. It was more like R and B funk. I feel like, um, and we're seeing this fashion wise too in like this era. I feel like we're at an intersection of every single aesthetic that's ever existed ever. T because eighties is still relevant and nineties. Mm-hmm. And now we're the 20-year cycle where 2000s is relevant. I feel like it's all coming back. Because literally, I went to a house show one time, and there was, like, literally everything you can think of. There was, like, blues, R&B, punk, rock, and, like, um, like, disco. (gasps) Yeah. I'm a whore for disco. I love the disco aesthetic. I had not really familiar with much of the music. (sighs) I will get you into it. I'm a Donna Summer stan. Um. Which, yeah, I, I just wonder if people are still in rock bands like this. Like, certainly not in high school. There were bear bands in high school, but none that I yeah. <laughs> were friends with or attended their concerts. Yeah. um, No, ma'am. But, you know, they're going into, like, the queer, more, more explicitly queer parts of this movie. I think, obviously, switching bodies is a concept that is very queer and has a lot of um, trans undertones. Mm-hmm. We talked about it with Scooby-Doo and Autogonophilia yeah. and that scene where they all switch bodies. And this movie takes the gender out of it a little bit because it's two women switching bodies, but there still is like I think um, this this aspiration or this ideal of like being able to switch bodies, yeah, um, and tra- and how that intersects with transness, yeah. Um, and I often hear like stories about like um, trans people and like queer people who just wish they could switch to like a body where 
their feelings aren't taboo, whether that's like a trans woman wanting to switch to just a cis man mm-hmm. or to just a cis woman mm-hmm. or a gay um, or a gay man wanting to switch to like just be a heterosexual man or be like a straight woman is, yeah, to keep that like attraction, but mm-hmm. have it be less taboo. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah. Which is so sad because it's like, you're not even aiming to be authentic. Mm-hmm. You're aiming to be accepted. Yeah. Which is like, I understand that drive and that need to feel accepted and validated, but like so much so that you want to then be someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's different with, with I think trans people like wanting to perhaps speed up the process yeah. of, um, you know, gender euphoria. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for, for gay men who want to be, with straight women i've i've heard that before yeah um, it's very interesting yeah i don't i don't fully understand um and like medically transitioning can take like literally forever um oh, yeah, it's a like whole five years even like 10 years it's just like to, and it really really depends on when you started how young you started like i was still a teenager when i started so yeah. like that was useful yeah and Save you um, some time. Yeah, and like some people like transition at such late ages, and it's like so scary. And like if you're poor or you have bad insurance, yeah. like you really can't do a lot. No, and that's like it's really unfortunate. Um, and it's just, it's like for for example here with the military, a lot of people argue like, well, trans people in the military, they're just in the military so they can have them pay for their gender. Um, Gender, gender confirmation surgery. Thank you. The word was escaping mm-hmm. me. Um, which I'm like, you think someone would a decide to be trans and then b go to the military? At, like, what a scheme! Yeah, <laughs> serving your country so you can get bottom surgery. Which, firstly, I don't believe that happens. But even if it did, that's more comment on how difficult it is to be trans and all those things. Like you were saying about shitty insurance and mm-hmm. how expensive it is. Like that, they would feel like they ha- the only option is to go serve mm-hmm. in the military. Serve. Serve Gaga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serve Gaga Tundra. <laughs> um, ridiculousness. And mm-hmm. I, I wonder how this movie would have been um, interpreted or, or accepted by society if it was two people of different genders switching mm-hmm. bodies. Like if it was a father-daughter or, th- a, or a mother-son. I feel like we really sexualize both of those relationships in our – and I think it's Edible like – and an Electra. Um, and Electra. Yeah, Electra is one. It's the other way around. Oh, with gee, a with a that. daughter and a father. What is that from? Um, I don't know. Some probably some other Greek thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Electra abundance. Electra abundance. House of abundance. Mm, yes, darling. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think it would be worse if it was a father in a daughter's body, especially for two thousand and three. Yeah, there would have been so many like. Ew! I'm I'm in my daughter's boob body and she has <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Like you there know, there would have been a, an abundance, darling, an of, abundance. of boob jokes. So weird. And I feel like a mother son would have been probably a little less weird. Mm-hmm. But then, there, honestly, though, I take that back. We do have milf culture. I was gonna say, and like a man being like a little seventeen-year-old boy being in a forty-year-old woman's body, being like, "Look at these honkers!" It would have yeah. been all about the boobs. Either way, it would have been about the boobs. Yeah, because so, the Freddie and Daphne switch. It was all about the boobs. It was all about the boobs. It was all about the boobs. Which who cares? Mm-hmm. Yes, we love boobs. Everyone loves boobs. Mm-hmm. But stop. Um, autogynophilia. So, autogynophilia. So I'm glad that 
this movie was about two women. Also, it's a really wonderful mother-daughter relationship. It's really mm-hmm. very sweet. Um, and I like, I like the every time there's a movie about parents not understanding their kids and then coming to terms with their kids, I I really like that. And there is a very, very obvious plot about how Tess, who's Jamie Lou Curtis's character, doesn't understand or try to understand Anna. She doesn't really support her music she doesn't really support who she is and the choices she makes she wants her daughter to be a very specific thing which is as we've talked about a lot of times i think so far what a lot of queer people experience like parents not understanding them or even trying to understand them they just want them to be someone else so every time i see that in a movie it rings very true to me and it resonates with me Mm -hmm. um and they did have that a lot in this movie which i like and i think there is a very special then relationship specifically between a mother and a daughter that i don't think is explored all too often in media yeah it was great um totally agree um do you that doesn't sound like a totally agree no i do i do i do i do (laughs) I just have the, I just have to pee, but I can wait. I can hold <laughs> no, for you another. Can go pee. No, 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 not at all. Wait, we can take a little break, Eddie. Oh, go pee. Bye. That's let's unpack that. Yeah, let's unpack that, audience. And we're back. <laughs> hey, hey, how's your urination? Um, it felt really good. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I hate that you were like you were ready to just hold it in for the next <laughs> twenty minutes. Just go pee, girl. Um, uh, what are we talking about though? Oh, oh, oh. I don't remember what we were talking about. However, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. A disgusting, Oh, dirty my God. Question. No. Because, okay, for context, so Jake, who is this love interest for Anna, which is Lindsay Lohan, they're into each other at the beginning of the movie. Once they switch bodies, he's like, who are you? I don't get you. And then he falls in love with the mom. At, who's really Lindsay Lohan in the mom's body. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole weird plot where he's like obsessed with her. Like not just in love, like obsessed. Like Which I forgot her, about. Me too. Like follows her around, crashes her fucking wedding rehearsal dinner. Um, also, why was everyone at that rehearsal dinner? I'm just realizing. Literally, yeah. it was like a 150 person rehearsal dinner. That's not Are rehearsal dinners like that? I feel like I've never really mm, been to one. No. Because only the important people go. It was like, I went to my cousin's rehearsal dinner, but it wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was just dinner bef- the day before her wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's obsessed with her. And I think the movie tried so hard to be like, he just really loves who she is, not her outside, but who she is on the inside. So he really loved Lindsay all along. But I didn't buy that. There was like a weird mother mother Oedipus thing yeah. there. So my question for you is, oh, no. someone by the name of at spork underscore lift on um, TikTok asked this question. Spork lift. Spork lift. If your parent and your significant other switched bodies and the only way to switch back was to have sex with either your significant other in your parent's body or your parent in your significant other's body, who would you choose? And I'm so sorry for everyone that I put your put that thought in your head, but it's an important question. Yeah, um, it's an important question because we all will experience this once in our lives, so we have to, <laughs> we have to decide now. Um, everyone's everyone's partner switches with their parents at least once. Yeah, that's at least part of getting married. <laughs> um, so Dan and I have talked about this at length, mm-hmm. and I decided, and like I think we came to an agreement. That it would be very, very selfish of you to to sleep with your parent in your partner's body. Because then you're just in it for this for the physicalness of it. Yeah. Or, for the and body. like you're putting your parents through that. Meanwhile, you need to be shouldering that burden alone. T. Um, 
Yes. So, like, you have to choose partner and your parents' body. Because, obviously, it's it's traumatizing to have sex with someone who looks like your parent, but at least you know it's not them. Yeah. At least you know on the inside. You can pretend so- it's just someone who looks like them. Oh, my God. Like, a lookalike. I, I even think about it. I'm like, <laughs> how would that even work? Yeah. Um, but it is. I think there's, there's – I know. I think there's just one option there. Uh-huh. Because cause you're there for the person, right? The intimacy – I could not look someone in the eye, whether it looked like my parent or not, knowing that it's my parent on the I would inside. just close my eyes. <laughs> just lay there. <laughs> just lay there lying back. Uh-huh. Starfish. It doesn't, doesn't really work for me as much as it does for you. True. <laughs> but um, it's a weird question, and I don't I don't like that the movie really did that with, with this Jake thing. I will almost wish they just got rid of it all because the movie ends with them in a relationship. Like, it ends – with Lindsay getting with him, and they're so happy, and the mom gets married, but there's like a, it's like a point about the guy showing up at the wedding, and they get back together or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like again another early two thousands movie that ends with a relationship. Like what a surprise! Mm-hmm. They all do, um, but they were forcing that to happen. I was like, after someone showed interest in my mom, physical or otherwise. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You are no longer for me. You're off the table. You're Especially, off the table. Okay, but also there's the subject of his age, which is very confusing throughout the movie. Good point. He's he's not a high school student, but he they don't make that clear at first. Mm-hmm. Before, like they only make that clear once it's the mom in her body. Then it's yeah. like, oh, I work here. At the beginning, it's just like some kid walking around during school hours. Yeah. Um, which is weird, but that's worse. Like now he's like twenty. And dating a high schooler? Yeah, and I think he's she's supposed to be relatively young. She like, just got her learner's permit. Yeah, so, so like sophomore, junior. She's 16. Um, So spooky. Didn't like that. Icky, wicky, noey, woey. Not in my holy woey. No. Um, it's gross. Yeah. What is that? Also, um, Tess in Anna's body kisses him. To like shut him up. Body. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they so, like they kids. all they all did it. They everyone kissed him. Yeah. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like okay, if my but... mom kissed someone I was interested in, I'm sorry, like Yeah. Go go for my mom. Go. I'll be fine. I'll find you someone can else. Have her. <laughs> you can have her. I'm not um, gonna fight. I'm not gonna fight with my mom. And luckily the whole thing was that Tess was not at all interested in him. But still it's just it was so weird. It just was weird. Yeah. Why did they do that? Just get rid of the love interest. Like, and I get the whole, I get the idea was he was like falling in love with Anna's mind. But st- come on. But like in, in her body, come on. Her body. Come I don't, on. I don't believe any of that. Um, And you know what else was a choice that this movie made? Because obviously this was based off of something else. Um, and in the original Freaky Friday, it's just Friday the 13th, and they switch on Friday the 13th. Yeah. But this movie made a choice. With a, a choice. capital C. To have them switch because they got a fortune cookie at a Chinese restaurant given to them by an old Chinese grandmother um, who's just trying – who's just knows better and is trying to fu- – I – when I was watching that, I was like, hmm, um, Why? Why was that? It was what? definitely a choice. Um, and I feel like it definitely plays into this idea of like the mythical old Chinese lady. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, um, please stop. It's very tired. It's 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 very tired. I'm sure in two, early 2000, this movie came out in 2003. I'm sure by back then it wasn't as like people weren't aware of it, which just goes to show how like, thank God we're more aware of these things now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just I was just like, 
why? Why do they? Why? Why do they do that? It's very like a product of the times. They wouldn't have that anymore. Um, although they might. They do that all the time. Knowing, knowing Disney and knowing the movie industry, Disney would. Um, but it's just a weird, weird choice. Again, they're like going to a Chinese restaurant. They, first of all, fortune cookies. That's not real. Yeah, that's not. That's that's a bastardized piece of American culture. Yeah. Um. So, like, <laughs> don't. What? Who has ever said fortune cookies carry magical powers? I guess that's the I guess whole Freaky fortune Friday. part. But yeah, the Freaky Friday. It's so weird though. Yeah. Um. Just very not very tasteful. Definitely very early two thousands. Yeah. Um. And why did they even go to a Chinese restaurant? Who came up with that idea? That's what I'm saying. Like someone pitched that. They were like, oh, but you know what? I want them to be a reason why. And I think part of it was. That fortune gave them a tangible piece of something, and, like, they then knew how to switch back. But I sort of, like, wish that they didn't know how to switch back, and they just happened to be selfless, mm-hmm. and then they happened to switch back. It could have just been a witch at, like, okay. uh, a tarot card reading or something. Which is sort of what this woman is. But yeah. she's a fortune cookie-giving witch. Not yeah. A, <laughs> not a mystical spell-brewing witch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so weird. I don't know. And that... Definitely wouldn't have flow, flow, flied, flied, flown today. Flown, but fl- fl- flow from progressive. Flop. Yes, <laughs> flop. It wouldn't have flopped today. Yeah, it would have flopped. It would have flopped. It would have actuality. Um, but <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. This movie is all about switching bodies. Mm, yeah. Who would you want to switch bodies with out of anyone in this earth, living or dead? Oh. Living or dead. I have a little twist to it. Um, and if you switch with someone who's dead, their bodies are not decomposed. <laughs> I'm just a walking skeleton. <laughs> yeah. And then my brain goes in a skeleton's body. Exactly. Um, and then I'm just brain dead. My body's just brain dead. Yeah. <laughs> once once you switch bodies, because there's no brain in there, you, you have nowhere to exist. Rot it. Good it. Um, that was my Alyssa Edwards It was impression. good. It was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I guess I'll still go with Hunter Shafter. You'll go with Hunter Shafter? Um, I really Schaefer? think... I don't know. I would just say it differently each time. Go from Euphoria. You go from Euphoria. She's just so pretty, and I want to look like her. She is very pretty. Um, which, um, someone at school, I was telling Dan this earlier, someone at school, uh, Geneseo, one time told me that I look like her, and I was like, that's not even true we That's just look not, different i don't, don't have blonde hair you don't look the same and like i guess we like dress similarly and like we're both tall and skinny and like we're both trans but like i don't lo- especially at the time i didn't even have my nose job yet i did not look like her yeah i don't i don't think you do at all yeah we just have very different features um i guess everyone's just like um every trans person looks like every trans person mm-hmm. which is now I feel like people are aware of that with um how people say that about black people. Yeah. You know, like or Asian people. You know, it's sort of like the stereotype. Yeah. Um and now people are like but it I feel like that happens all the time for trans people too. Yeah. Like, oh, you look like that other trans person. Yeah. Like, Girl, no, 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 I don't. I, I simply don't. Who would you like to switch bodies with? That's a great question. I guess like because I'm a singer, maybe like Freddie Mercury. 
Oh. He's like, I love his voice. And yeah. I would, I would get his voice. And he's so sexy. He is at mustache. Oh, yeah, I would have sex with you. As, I mean, I'd have <laughs> sex with you now. But I'd have. You just sing it when I'm singing? Um, and we're going to take another break. Yeah. Really quick. <laughs> uh. And we're back. Um, It's either him or Ariana Grande. And yeah. that one is unexplainable. I just want to be her. Yeah. I don't even like her that much. I just want to be her. I don't, I don't know why. I think it's the ponytail. Her and Gottmik makeup. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I think I just want like a, I want to be petite with a little ponytail. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Ariana Grande. Oh my, here she's in the, in studio. the studio. Welcome to the stage, Ariana Grande. <gasps> <laughs> hey. What did one say on TikTok? Is her like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you remember that one girl on TikTok who like pretended to be her? She yes. Like an and Ariana Grande was like, please come up, please be original, please have she was, a like, sense of originality immediately. <laughs> she was okay, not the happy. funniest part was like her when she like tucked. She like tucked her yeah, sleeves. The sleeves. I love that one meme. It was like someone with their hands in their sleeves, um, under running water. Okay. And it was like how Ariana Grande washes her hands. Yeah. Um, my favorite video of Ariana Grande that exists is there's a video of her at her concert and she's singing and someone's like, start over. My phone wasn't recording. <laughs> and she's like, she's, she literally stops. She goes, did someone just ask me to start over so they could record it? And she's like, okay, I will do that. Because she's, start over. she's down. She's down. She, You know she's kind of fun. When she licked that donut and said she hates America. <laughs> at the time I was like, spoiled brat. And now I'm like, sickening legend ahead of her time ahead of her time mm-hmm. she's ahead of her time um we are coming to the end mm-hmm. shall we rank the men i i really there's not many of them and most of them are old but we yeah. can rank them anyway um okay so number one obviously is jake chad michael murray and then number two is ryan who was ryan oh ryan was the boyfriend that tess's boyfriend was the daddy um, he was sexy. He was sexy, wexy, holy, woolly. Yeah, wait, I realized today. Ooh. <laughs> oh, London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> Liliana's mic just tipped over. Um, uh, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> um, I realized today that, like, I like older guys because my neighbor is so hot. Oh, my God. I was I was worried you were going to say daddy issues. Oh, no, great. no, no. I was going to knock on it. That's a um, great reason to like older yeah, men. Yeah, I, like, drove by him today. And I was like, you're mowing the lawn. I really hope none of them watch this. I really hope none of them listen <laughs> to this. They won't. Um, I see some dads in my everyday life, and I'm like, please. 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 And then I go on Grindr immediately. I'm like, are they within one feet of me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, But, oh, my God, this man is beautiful. And I was, in, I think I had a little crush on him when I was a kid. That makes sense why you're into dads. Yeah. And this dad is cute. He's a guy from NCIS. Yeah. He's hot. Oh, and... um. Jamie Lee Curtis and this guy from NCIS dated on NCIS. I love it. So here they are dating again. They clearly got some chemistry. Yeah. Um, and then the grandpa. Yeah. Is number three. And then four is blank. And then five is blank. And then six is blank. And then number seven is Mr. Bates, who is the gay teacher from Glee. The <laughs> ugly one. The kind of bald guy who's he has like a vendetta against Anna because his mom like dumped him 30 years ago or something. Which is the funniest thing ever. Which like he like, asked her to prom and I'm pretty sure she like had a boyfriend. Yeah. She was like, no. Which is so funny. But also, the teacher like gives Anna an F after she does like an amazing paper or whatever. Could you imagine how scary that is? Yeah. And how how you basically have nothing to say yeah like i might as well just not hand anything on right because and then your teacher has more of an excuse to be like well mm-hmm. look now she's 
an F student. Yeah. Um, but so weird. Why was that was a weird plot point? But like I said, not that many men. Um, but Jake, he was, He's he was fine. cute. He was cute. Dumba. Dumba. Um, Liliana. Yeah, Dan. What were some moments that made you queer? Well, I watched this movie like a million times growing up. Um, so. I, like, really just, I guess I just, like, memorized the plot. Like, mm-hmm. really watched a lot. Like, in the car. With a little... With this the, is a car movie. It's a car movie. 100%. Um, so, I definitely remember, like, loving Anna, loving her aesthetic, wanting to be her. Um, and she was even, like... Like, I remember one time I, like, went out. And, like, my friend noticed I was dressed just like her. Um, really? In, like, Sometimes. one of her scenes. You do dress like her sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, all the baggy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... And, um, and I definitely had a crush on Jake, but I was really young when I watched this. I mm-hmm. was, must have been like five or something. It came out when you were five. Yeah. So like, I think that was definitely. Oh my god, he was beautiful. Oh my god, so fine. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you? It's a great question. Now I'm just thinking about how this is the definition of a car movie. Mm-hmm. Like I can't get over that. Um. But I guess for me, I don't know. I'm, uh, I think I really like movies about, um, like relationships with parents and specifically with mothers. I just like touches my heart. Um, and it was really, it was, it's really cute to see a mother daughter movie, even though I'm not a daughter. Like I love relationships about parents, like taking their baggage and sort of like reassessing their relationship with their children and children being better for their parents and, um, oh my God, that speech, um, Lindsay, uh, Anna gave as Tess at the end of the wedding where she was like, I know my dad, like, we had a pa- dad and he was amazing and, but now I'm doing this for my mom and she, whatever, like that was really touching. And I just love those moments where, where, um, parents and their kids bond like that. It's just really sweet to me. Yeah. Um, and that didn't necessarily make me queer, but it made me very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love it. Touched my and heart. And queer means happy. Queer means... Or no, gay means happy. <laughs> queer means freak. Queer means you disgusting slob. Yeah. Get back in your room. Um, <laughs> it's for your warning. Um, Period. Now we have to rank the movie. I would give it... I would give it a solid eight. Not necessarily because mm. it's like a perfect movie, but because it's definitely nostalgic. Oh, quite. Um, quite. So I guess that would be like a gay punk boy yeah. with a beard. Ooh, the beard gives him some good points. Uh-huh, like Scruff. Yeah, mm. that's an eight for me. Um, I would say this movie is like a six, 6.5. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It had, a, it had a lot of heart to it, really good moments. And absolutely what you said, very nostalgic. Um, this movie like brings me right back to my childhood. So I really love it for that reason. I think it falls in um sort of like it doesn't make a lot of sense at times Mm -hmm. um also it's not like super funny or super emotional or super it's just like that weird in between that disney does so well of just like uh being a movie um but i like it and i like the plot and jamie lee curtis and lizzie lohan but jamie lee curtis i mean stole the show yeah um absolutely love 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 um but it's like a six so it's like um a gamer. G-A-Y-M-E-R. Oh, I love the gamer. Like a gamer himbo. Like yeah. he's a gamer, but he, he's a little thick. He has some thick thighs. He's, yes. I love a thick thigh. But like all the guys that you end up dating are like skinny. You do. I'm trying to not 
date skinny guys. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Go to the gym, put everything down to one mile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I'm oogling and ogling at the gym. Oh, Like, it's my Ms. job. Squirrel, I know. That's why I'm there all the I time. know. That's why you need to teach me how to use the machines that are near the I've scary boys. I've been telling you to come with me to the gym for <laughs> okay. weeks, and okay. you keep finding excuses. <laughs> okay, the first, I, I will admit. The first time was me. I had to reschedule. Uh-huh. And then the second time was me because I was tired. And the third time was me because I was tired. But um, <laughs> Go to sleep earlier. True, true, true. It was 11. I was 11 a.m. And I was like, I have to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm Come to the gym. I'll teach you how to use the machines. Yeah. I'm by no means an expert, but I'll mm-hmm. do my best. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're at the end after I um, exposed you. Um, oh, like yeah. That. Um, if you enjoyed this this episode, which we took some tangents, but we got there, we mm-hmm. covered it, mm-hmm. we covered it. Um, please um, give us a review on Apple Podcast, five stars, mm-hmm. or I'm switching bodies with you and not telling you why. And I'm not giving it back. And I'm not giving it back. I'm gonna live as you, and I'm gonna fuck your boyfriend. Yeah, and your mom. This is Kim Kim Petrus, and I fucked your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but give us five stars. Tell us what you like tell us what movies you want to hear us talk about what tv shows you want to hear us talk about um we're open for recommendations and if you leave it to us in a review we're twice as likely to take it because we are what attention whores per um you can also follow us on our tiktok and instagram at rainbow rewatch oh and our twitter but we don't use that very much but it's Mm -hmm. there um subscribe give us some engagement on our tiktoks just comment like if you comment an emoji just to like boost our engagement we love that so I much. I will come to your house and marry you. Yeah. <laughs> Liliana will do it. Uh, you think I won't? Like, test her. Test her. Uh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's about it. And um, as long as this is still relevant, I'm going to keep saying it. Use your voices, ladies. We have some very violent anti-trans legislation going on in this country, um, in a lot, in a lot of states. In like a most of them, of states. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and a lot of trans youth are at risk. Um, so please use your voice. Speak out. Um, call your congressmen and your representatives Mm -hmm. and um please protest because it's really disgusting and again it's putting a lot of uh trans youth at risk and um subjecting them to violence yeah tbh and they're gonna want to switch bodies and they're gonna want t that's sort of why they're doing it yeah they want to stop the body switching yeah and they want to do it themselves because let's be real the real body switching is going through a puberty you don't want to experience and that's on pert. Yeah. <laughs> Perk. Mike, microphone drop. My, my, who was microphone that? Microphone that was, drop. That was Ben Cram. Ben the Cram is Julie Andrews. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Raise your voices. Yeah. And raise your voices, um, most importantly, to give us a five-star review on, on Yeah. Podcast. More important than anything else. Bye. More important than trans people. <laughs> mm, yes, I agree. <laughs> there you go. You heard her. You're actually me. helping trans rights because I'm trans. You are the trans. I am the only one. The trans. The rest are trenders. Yes. Mm-hmm. Transders. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something before it's too, words too much. <laughs> bye.
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.